0: And we're live. Welcome to another episode of Tectonic Shift with me Rajneel Kamath and me Roshni Nayar. On this podcast, we discuss how technology today is going to impact our tomorrow. So, Roshni, Hmm. you just moved to Delhi again from Bombay. How many times will you ask me this question? (laughs) I'm coming to my question. I haven't even asked the question yet. (laughs) Okay. Have you rented a house or have you bought one?
1: I love the question that that you're asking is even more outlandish than the ones you've asked me before.
0: Okay, so I'll ask another question then. (laughs) How much have you saved since you started working?
1: Uh, No comment. Hmm. Do you have an EMI? Yes, I do. You do? For what? Uh, For the furniture I've rented to move into this house. Do you feel good about
0: it? Do you think I feel good about it, Rajneel? No, you know, the reason why I'm asking you is because these are the sort of questions that I'm now seeing. Hmm. A lot of influencers are asking ordinary people. My YouTube is filled with it. Okay. It says 40 lakh earning, 0 lakh saving. Right. How did this person retire at age 35? Of course. How has this person got a multi-million dollar villa in Goa? Hmm. I look at these videos and feel terribly sorry about being who I am because I, 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 I'm I, nowhere close to any of what those things show. I mean, I don't know if you've now seen these articles hmm. which say net worth of Nitin Kamat, Net worth of You know, some random person.
1: This is a complete TIL moment for me because you are so (laughs) entrenched as a viewer, right? When it comes to this corner of the Indian internet and I am so oblivious to it. So this is going to be quite a lot of fun. And
0: it's not even like I've been seeking out some of these videos. They just come to me.
1: But Rajni, why are we talking about
0: Finfluencers today? The Finfluencers <laughs> are suddenly in the news. Huh. They have been for a while. Hmm. But the latest reason why they're in the news is because SEBI bought out new guidelines as a consultation paper hmm. on regulation of influencers. Right. And it's really got everybody riled up, happy, uh, sad, Mm-hmm. Skeptical.
1: Depending on which which side of the yeah. uh, debate you are on, right? Are influencers done for? Are they going to stay? Is Sebi going to be successful in trying to regulate this um, this very chaotic corner of the Indian internet? Yeah. And since you are clearly like you've been telling me some very colourful stories about <laughs> some of these characters, but the only the only person I know about, and that too because it was widely reported, is the very infamous Pr Sundar of. of Hanson Consulting, who was, I think back in May, he was barred from, uh, I think for about a year or something, um, you know, uh, from stock trading. And still, like, sure enough, earlier this week, though, I read a sponsored article by him in a newspaper. Where he's now uh, some kind of an analyst or something or an advisor. And this is a guy who's been barred. This is a guy who's had to pay a 6 to 6.5 crore fine. And yet you have a publication that's platforming him still. And we'll talk about why it's so problematic. And we'll get to the root of it while you chip in with these very colorful anecdotes about <laughs> the characters that tell you what to do with your money.
0: Why we're talking about influencers today hmm. is because we need to go back three years. This is the peak of the pandemic People are sitting at home They don't know what to do with a lot of their time hmm. And because they're not going out They don't know what to do with a lot of the money that they've saved up And suddenly there's a crop of people who come up And start telling you what you should do with your money hmm. How you should deploy your money How you should utilize your money A lot of people sitting at home then were are happily trading And making a lot of money And then saying, what are you doing with your time? You're sitting at home Make full use, time is money you know, so make more money. And that's really how influencers came about. At the same time, I think we've had this, I mean, I think as Indians, hmm. we have this innate obsession of knowing how rich your neighbor is. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's okay if you're not. Or, hmm. You know, nowhere close. Yeah. But you're keen to know how rich your neighbor is, where your neighbor is putting money. And while we do have this obsession, it's strange that we don't talk about money. Do you remember having a discussion with your parents about money or being told about why it's important to save in school?
1: In my view, uh, you've come upon a major pain point for a lot of us. And this is something I've been thinking about this morning as I was preparing to like, you know, come on to this and talk about this issue. For me, Rajneel, uh, that is the problem. Personal finance, financial literacy is so lacking or like virtually absent, right, till I mean, unless you get to college and take up a uh, you enter the commerce stream when it's when it's which in itself doesn't really focus on personal finance it's it's giving you this it's making you rattle this really dry bs uh, but i think it should be taught in schools this is not taught in schools and what I think this has done Rajin is that because so much so many of us become adults who have no clue uh, you know what the basic ABC or XYZ of personal finances we now have an ecosystem where the experts who you see on TV for example right or you read about in papers and all there's so much jargon and nobody you put experts told you. in
0: inverted commas right? yeah <laughs> yes. Huh.
1: so like no but even even the people who are legitimate my point is that their language is so inaccessible so you have come from 0.0 and now you've gotten to 100 and there's no in-between where you've been educated about a lot of these terms and stuff and how things work and I dare say that that a profession has a major role uh, to play in this uh, unfortunate uh, kind of happenstance because like for me right I was I still am very financially illiterate and it wasn't till I was until I was in my uh, you know, late 20s that I started like, oh crap, I have to do something with my money. Every time I would Google, like, you know, I would try to look up mutual funds or SIPs or like, you know, interest rates for FDs. I come across articles that are clearly, you know, either sponsored or there is, you know, they are interviewing people who are in the ecosystem and have an interest in you taking up their product. So it's not really unbiased uh, advice. Uh, You know, you mentioned the pandemic. The time was right. Also, Rajneel, like after COVID, interest rates globally really were near, like almost near zero. The crypto boom was happening. Yes. Oh my God! It's like so many things fell into place at the same time. Yeah. Everybody wants to make quick money. We are all impatient, and psychologically, we are getting more impatient by the day. And
0: get rich quick buy a shitcoin which then becomes like 100x in like yeah, 5 see. seconds and then dump it 100x in like
1: yeah, 5 see. seconds and then and you know there's uh, Vivek call, who's a column, one of the few uh, personal finance columnists we have uh, he made this very interesting point about why influencers have mushroomed the way they have uh, so of course the the time was ripe, yeah. and then also because of this issue, right? That uh, a lot of us, you know, whether you're a millennial or Gen Z or younger, you're coming into a world where there's no education. Who do you see on social media? The influencer. They're using very accessible language. They are a lot more relatable, right? They're not in three-piece suits and these ridiculous, they're not They are not like buttoned up <laughs> yeah. and don't have ties around their neck. So you relate to them. And these are people who are telling you, if I could do it, so can you. And so there's the appeal there.
0: And that was advice that you were getting for free.
1: Absolutely. Nobody, Indians don't like to pay for stuff. We have, I mean, a a lot of us, the very kind label we get is that we are value conscious, but we don't like paying for stuff, which is also a problem.
0: So yeah, so obviously this is, I mean, the pandemic time, people decide that they want to um, have other pursuits Mm. and growing your wealth is one of them. Wanting to become more wealthier and have a better life. Mm. And obviously if influencers start seeing their eyes from there and then things start in the sense that people now are posting screenshots of amazing profit that they've made in day trading Mm -hmm. like it's unbelievable right you get to hear that most traders always lose money Mm -hmm. but if you were on twitter you'd assume that most traders are only making money like what are you doing in life right what am i doing in life you know i have to struggle for what that person does in a day he can now the yeah. remaining 29 days is like retirement only for, for him or her right and a lot of those screenshots start coming out oops hmm. there are people are selling you courses on how to invest right not just in English or Hindi but now in regional languages right and uh, again I follow a couple of these handles on Instagram I'm often amazed by this you know I keep thinking, oh, maybe I should take a course on how to do futures and options. I used to do it 10 years ago. You actually. seriously thought about it? I, I So when I was in college, uh, mm. I obviously knew that there was a very severe shortage of people helping you with personal finance. Right. Okay. I My own father, for example, isn't the best when it comes to money. Uh, even now, like his calculations are all over the place. And he's very queasy about talking about it if you ask him anything. right? Just just a sense of discomfort so that we never spoke about money at home. So for me also, it was a form of expression when I went to a commerce college. to say okay, maybe we need to understand how to manage money better. So I did my CFP training. I wrote all those exams, but I didn't ultimately pursue it because I didn't think of, I didn't see myself having a career in finance, Hmm. you know, in in, in that sense. And then I took these exams, which were called NCFM back then. They were being administered by the National Stock Exchange. Hmm. And I actually did use, I was working at Google at the time. So I used to spend part of my time at Google trying to do day trading and then I realized I can only focus on one thing because if you're doing day trading, you have to be constantly fixed to the screen, you're charting, you're doing all of those things. You can't do a regular job otherwise. Hmm. So trading in that sense is really a full-time profession. If anybody's, you know, I still see ads that say, just trade from 3 to 3.15 or 3.30 when the market <laughs> shut. For 15 minutes you'll make money. Oh, Jesus. This is too good to be true, right? Yeah. But a lot of people started falling for it. And then this starts happening. So people start beginning to lose trust in a lot of them. But again, we need to remember that when you're talking about influencers, there are multiple categories, right? Hmm. Even within them. There are some who are just telling you how to manage your money better. Hmm. There are some who are giving you stock tips and trading tips. There are others who may focus specifically on insurance There may be others who may focus on Real estate, so on and so forth So different asset classes and how to decipher all of them Right. And important to mention here That not everybody has dished out Bad advice Or anything that's scammy Or anything that's fraudulent in nature There are still some good people who are out there
1: Yeah, but like enough not enough Rajneel for SEBI to not be really concerned, right? Which is why on twenty yeah. fifth August they 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 put out this consultation paper saying that you know if you're a regulated financial intermediary you should have nothing to do whether directly or indirectly with influencers if they are unregistered. Now uh, SEBI being a market regulator, of course there are all these hoops you have to jump through. So if you now want to be registered, um, and also, which is also based on the Advertising Standards Council of India guidelines, which say that now, if you have to register yourself, if you want to promote yourself, um, there's certain language you can and cannot use. You have to display your registration number, your contact details. Uh, you need to have a if if you're an you need to have an investor a grievance redressal helpline. You have to make disclosures and disclaimers, which is what we see on TV and yeah. radio, right? Mutual funds are subject to market. Yeah. Please leave the offer down. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to have all that. Um, and yeah, also you cannot use superlatives saying that, you know, you're the best or, you know, foolproof 100% returns and stuff like
0: that. So. so what SEBI has done is it's basically gone behind the source of funding for a lot of influencers. Yeah. It's basically saying that if you're a registered entity with SEBI, you cannot engage or deal with people who mm-hmm. are not registered with SEBI. Now, the thing is, this directly hits the financial model of influencers, because a lot of them were taking money to promote products without disclosures. Yeah, Many of them were receiving commissions when you opened a brokerage account. Mm. And you, for every trade that you made, you were getting some part of it. Yeah, right. A lot of these disclosures were not made. At the same time, a lot of people lost money because of pump and dump schemes. Uh, a lot of people were misled into certain tactics, and these screenshots and these videos were too good to be true. Of course. Right? Now, of course, the Advertising Standards Council of India, ASCII, already had guidelines on disclosures, but they can only issue advisories, it's not binding yeah it's, so
1: these things are not legally enforceable and even sebi's consultation paper which is uh, which is open to comments till 15 september yeah. <laughs> we are already you know <laughs> past 15 september but yeah the comments are in and
0: nothing is going to be legally enforceable till you know th- this just is hashed out properly i've now seen that a lot of influencers are up in arms against this and they're trading cautiously they're trying to say, oh, we welcome the move, but there are good influencers and bad influencers. You've got to differentiate between the two. Hmm. I also think, you know, I mean, why are influencers so attractive for these companies? Because when you're, a, when you're in the BFSI industry, banking, financial services and insurance, advertising via Google AdWords or anything is one of the most expensive categories. Hmm. The cost of an acquisition itself is so high. It's an extremely hyper competitive space.
1: Yeah, and in and of itself, being registered means you have to follow the same code of exactly. conduct that Sebi is trying to enforce on exactly. influencers. And yeah. so, if you have, if if you are like a, bo- I'm sorry for anybody who's in this sector, but if you are like a boring character who's like not able to appeal to several generations, and then you, if if you have some kind of a partnership or an agreement with a influencer who's able to tap into that, you know, that cohort that you have no in over this is like a dream partnership and now that's going to be affected but uh, coming to registration in and of itself issue of why a lot of us are so financially illiterate number one financial planning is 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 something that is mostly accessible to people who can afford them unfortunately to become a financial planner in India or to become a registered investment advisor You have to do a whole bunch of headache inducing things. Now, you can argue whether this is justified because, of course, this is a question of people's money. But did you know? I mean, I didn't learn until earlier this year when we were covering this, you know, when Sebi and ASCII started cracking down on influencers. I didn't know until then that in a country of like what we are 1.4 billion now, we have like as of this week, we just have 1300 and 28 registered investment advisors which is up from like just 7-2 years ago Yeah. so we have a severe why why is this such an issue so apparently uh, so number one if you're a registered invi- advisor you're not supposed to get a commission because uh, your yearly fees are capped at 1.25 lakh rupees or 2.5% of the value of assets that are under advice yeah. Um, you don't get commissions and then the criteria, the criteria for becoming a registered financial advisor is you need a minimum of five years experience in the securities market you need a PG degree or a diploma or a CFA yeah. charter in finance um, then there are a whole bunch of other compliance requirements so you have to spend lakhs every year on KY checks and audits you need to store every bit of client information from even if it's an, a text message saying okay from a client you have to store that which means you're paying big money for data storage Um, then in and of itself the data storage providers you tie up will have to conform to our data protection law so you have and i remember like mint covered this story and they, they 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 were asking this question that why is this such an issue and uh, they explained this and said now rfa is because of this burden they are now cancelling the licenses because it was at that time it was so much easier to just be yeah.
0: unregistered and run a mark no, i think even FinFronts are now having the same problem right? <laughs> yeah because <laughs> now imagine having to meet all of these criteria yeah i think the ken also did a story yeah. where they spoke to somebody who tried getting this license and realized mm-hmm. that sebi hasn't issued this since 2018 mm-hmm. because the compliances and the minimum eligibility criteria itself is so vast um, that it's hard for anybody in this category to mm. actually meet that criteria. Correct. But I would argue and say that's necessary because when you are managing something as important as people's money, it's important that you have the requisite knowledge and skill because you're also accountable. Yeah. You're also accountable, right? See, when the going when when the going is good and if your money is growing, nobody's going to ask you. Hey, what is your education's qualification? You know. Yeah. You're looking at, hey, I'm going by ten percent every month, I'm I'm happy. But when things start going bad, that's when everyone's gonna start asking the questions. Hmm. And if you're on the other side of things, this is the cover you will run for. Yeah. Uh so that that's an issue that's obviously there.
1: Now what's gonna happen to the social media platforms where a lot of these fin influencers- Proliferated. I know there's one, I mean, they've put out a statement after the Sebi order, but Rigi, I I didn't know about Rigi until, you oh, know, no, i used use Rigi like,
0: to pay and join <laughs> a telegram group. So, I, I definitely need to know. know.
1: So, uh, our colleague, Soumya Gupta, she who has a, a newsletter called The Impression, wrote about this back in April and May. Like, you know, she was talking about all these telegram channels and, you know, when the regulators were breathing down their necks, it was whack-a-mole. Like, one channel would disappear but then two, three more would crop up and, and then using that was Cold words
0: like machli and murgi and really? cha. Yeah, so
1: they are already finding ways to like skirt. But I didn't know that rigi was such a huge deal till I read uh, her newsletter and spoke about, uh, you know, where she wrote about how people are spending up to like 40 grand and stuff on courses that are being sold there and on people's
0: websites as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, since we're anyway talking about Somya, she was also on our podcast, I think our third episode, where we spoke on a similar subject, not for influencers per se, but the creator creator economy. economy, We're going to leave a link to that episode in our show notes. So if you're interested to know more about this space, please do listen to that. But yeah, I mean, Rigi is one of the few startups which came up in the creator economy space. Mm They enable and facilitate easy payments to be able to join groups like this. I've definitely used it. I have joined a couple of groups. It's very
1: so basically, it's very
0: popular with influencers. Um, yeah, because many of them also invested in it. Ah. Uh, many of them have put money in it. Nice. Okay. So, Juicy tidbit. Yeah, I mean it's like a, it's 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 like you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Of course. So, so it, that, it, that's it an works obvious, for obvious. That's
1: an obvious conflict, right? I mean, if some very some angel investors in Rigi are influencers themselves, I mean, like I said, the platform has now said that now you have to be registered. But then then again, how many influencers are registered and will be able to use the platform? I wonder what's going to happen to it, yeah. or you know, in terms of usage
0: and stuff like that so one of the things that's also happened is I think uh, initially a lot of influencers, agencies that were managing them were based out of Bangalore Hmm. okay 21, 22 a lot of money flowing from FinTech companies so it made sense to be in Bangalore and milk that okay they milked it and then comes the funding winter Hmm. so now everyone's tightening their purse strings so what happens they move to Bombay why Bombay? bfs banking financial services and insurance profitable companies constant cash flow the fintechs were helping them badly because of better ux better experience now they don't have money to spend these guys want to acquire so why not make use of influencers? Now, you know, you've you've uprooted your life from Bangalore, gone to Bombay. And now suddenly, registered entities can't deal with you.
1: <laughs> Which is, and a bulk of the registered entities will be in Bombay. because exactly. It's the it's
0: financial capital, all in BKC mostly. Yeah. For most parts. And then of course, Lower Parel and yeah. other areas. But and yeah. Way, and that's why there's a lot of flux. Mm. And suddenly, you're seeing a lot of these influencers now speak out against the media. Mm. And I think the media does have a critical role to play in this. So, you know, the, the, for a very long time, there was a symbiotic relationship between the media and creators because both were feeding off each other. The media, which was for a long time losing relevance, was trying to get Finfluencers on their platforms because Finfluencers thought it was a great way to gain legitimacy, while media platforms thought it was a great way to get reach. Right. Right. So it, it worked both ways. And then suddenly at some point, it became untenable for the media to start featuring these people because of the kind of things that were being said and done and that's how the relationship started souring.
1: No and just simply put Rajneel uh, your job is to report at the end of the day regardless of the fluff around it or the relationships (laughs) you have when when regulators are passing you know orders or sharing consultation papers and stuff you do your job and tell people what the regulators
0: are doing. Yeah (laughs) because even now I've realized that in some uh, in a lot of media outlets the people who work there are basically trying to, you know, do collabs with these creators and do all kinds of content because it just works.
1: About the regulation itself, Rajneel, you know what Sebi is trying to do, what ASCII is trying to do. I I wonder whether this is going to have the kind of, yes, I mean, a lot of people are, it, it'll hit them where it hurts the most. But is it going to completely shutter this, you know, the, the very grey and darker shades of this? You know shady space.
0: I don't think so. The internet is just so large to kind of monitor each and everything. Hmm. How much are you going to spend on enforcement?
1: So, because <laughs> uh, since we mentioned Somia and her newsletter, you know, back in May, she had written about a lot of these courses that are there on you know influencer websites. So you, you know you you don't necessarily need Telegram or RIGI. um if you're under. I mean a lot of them who are under. Unregistered are still being able to operate. But the point is, even after registration, and she made this point back then. So a lot of these advisors, quote unquote, do a lot of one-on-one calls, you know, uh, on yeah. Zoom, yeah. on you know your normal call and all. How is Sebi going to monitor those kinds of calls? So like anything that is not on record, how do you monitor that? Unless you receive a complaint from a disgruntled investor. Um, You can't really go, you can't really be the all-seeing eye that you want to be
0: of. See, in an area like this, Hmm. trust is of paramount importance. Mm -hmm. You have to build trust and credibility Hmm. with your audience, right? You can't say that, yeah, we make mistakes, but so does the media. That argument doesn't hold because people have lost trust from media a long time back, the audience that media has in comparison to some of these influencers it's not comparable at all hmm. today you want to shift the blame to media you can right but how many people are reading those articles versus following you exactly isn't that is why you're being regulated right you can't say that one way creator economy has reached a great place because we're bigger than mainstream media great when it suits you, it's a great narrative. When it doesn't suit you, then media or people personally want to blame. So, and hmm. that's where I feel like sometimes influencers engage in contradictions that make you question whether they are trustworthy or not. I'll give you a couple of examples: renting versus buying.
1: Hmm. One of these
0: influencers has vehemently opposed rent, uh, buying a house, and then talks about buying a villa in Goa. Hmm. I mean, have you seen your own videos?
1: Wait, how but, did
0: that change? No,
1: no, I remember you telling me about a influencer who didn't know what a home loan yeah, was. Yeah, no,
0: so I mean, so that to me actually stood out. Yeah, <laughs> is, agree. Yeah. So I told some about it and she said, you know what, that's just a weird flex. Hmm. You know, but that's a, what that's done is it makes you question whether you can trust, right? As a business objective, I'll probably work, you know, because I need to, whatever, I, I have certain objectives, influencers can help me get there. It doesn't matter for the rest of them. That's how most of us will think at the end of the day. But for my own personal decisions, am I going to trust that person? Or, you know, this whole bunch of influencers? I don't know. I will still say that there are a lot of people out there who are very good, who are there to help you understand. They're not telling you what you should do with your money, but they're helping you understand the different decisions that you can make.
1: My opinion on this is just pretty black and white in the sense that, Like I've said, financial literacy is so critical. It is severely lacking. And I think if you can just like... uh In schools and colleges make the ABCDs of personal finance compulsory learning because we need to come into this. If we are going to be self-taught, right, we need to at least know the basics of this, which a lot of us do not. And I think therein lies the the problem. Because like we said, right, it's not like even registered people are giving you, uh, you know, advice that may be in your best interest. So you need to at least have the basic tools to come see all these people what 10 different people are saying and have this have the knowledge required to be like okay these five people make sense these
0: five people don't
1: this is what i'm going to do yeah
0: i think the way the way i look at how the influencer industry is going to go from here a i don't think it's going to be easy Mm -hmm. i really want a whole bunch of them who are doing good work to figure out a way to exist and to continue educating people like me, like you, my mm. parents on mm. a lot of that, right? Yeah. But at the same time, those people need to A learn how to build trust. But when you are in that place, there is a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. Right?
1: It's very simple, Rajni. If but you're running a circle, you need to manage your monkeys. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? <laughs> you and
1: can't. You can't just influence like thousands and millions of people and be like,
0: I'm not accountable if they make the stupid decision no, because. It, they... What I found was this argument said that well, yeah, influence a lot of information, but you also have to verify. So, Array, if, I mean, the reason I'm why I'm following you is because I trust you, right? I'm assuming you're putting out verified information. information. I think it will end up becoming a more nuanced debate in terms of categorizing what kind of influencers. Like maybe you've already seen Zeroda, for example, try and do a PL screenshot verification, and Sensible, which is a futures and options trading platform, again, do the same thing. Hmm. So we're seeing a lot of registered entities try and bring in those kind of regulations. I think if influencers need to look inward and figure out what are the things they should be focusing on, and how do they very clearly distinguish and categorize themselves from from the larger uh, muck that's out there? Please. But this is an industry, I think, which is, again, like most most things, seeing headwinds. But I think there'll be a way out.
1: Mm, I'm not so sure. But <laughs> on that note...
0: Yes, let us know what you think about Finfluencers. Do you trust them? Do you not trust them? Are you going to be hiring a financial planner? Mm. Let us know in comments. Yeah. And with this, we come to the end of another episode of Tectonic Shift. This podcast would not be possible without our producers, Shorburi, Manas and Nirvan on sound editing, Purvika on the artwork, Harshwardhan Singh on original music, Shorburi, Karthikeya on research. Please don't forget to rate and review us on the podcast platform that you listen mm-hmm. to Tectonic Shift on. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads on the signal dot co thesignal.co. If you want to know more from the world of business and technology, subscribe to our free newsletter, The Signal, on www.thesignal.co. If you want to know more about the creator economy, then subscribe to the Impression with Somya rights that comes out every Wednesday. Again you can find it on our website itself. Rashni, thanks for this. I hope it's been a learning Experience learn yes.
1: Yes. I have learned uh, to like dislike this lot even more. <laughs> so thank you for that.
0: Okay, well I'm not too happy with that, <laughs> but yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye.